welcome to the Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh. And I'm your co-host, the girlfriend, Cindy. Um, welcome to a giant piece of my childhood. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Poltergeist. Whatever. Yeah, which in my head I call uh, poultry rice. Because uh, when I worked at the shelter, I had a girl who loved the shit out of this movie, and she had a speech impediment, and she called this movie poultry rice. It's adorable. It was. But the fact that a child who called this movie poultry rice loved it more than any other movie on the planet. That's sad. Makes me happy. Oh, I mean, uh, <laughs> yay. Okay. All right, Poltergeist is PG. <sighs> So plain old PG. Okay. It is one hour, 54 minutes. Too long. Of nonstop action. Too long by 34 minutes. Too long by 34 minutes. Too and it was released minutes. June 4th, 1982, about six months after Ghost Story yeah. <laughs> that we watched last week. But boom 1982. <sighs> what were you doing, Lady Boo? 84? Oh, I'm sorry, 82. 82. 82. I was being busy being two years old, getting over the chicken pox. We were living in Virginia. I have no memory of the time. It was a long chicken pox spread. No, it was like the end of year one into year two. <laughs> Do you remember like last week we were talking about 1981? You're like, I had chicken pox. Yeah, it was like the end of the... <laughs> chicken pox from December yeah, to June. Yeah, it was like during our birthday, I want to say, <laughs> somebody told me. I don't know. I don't uh, know the story. It's long way before my time. They, uh, I was born in 1982. I was going to say you weren't born yet, though. This is I was June. Born August of that year. Yep. You were still percolating. One of the greatest years ever for movies, <laughs> as this movie will teach us. Um, uh, the okay. World of 1982, the Commodore 64 was released. Woo! What, what? All right. Uh, Late Night with David Letterman debuted. Love that. The Falklands War happened. Oh, don't love that. The uh, Israeli-Lebanese War happened. Good God. Okay. The Twilight Zone accident happened. The Twilight... Oh, yes. Yeah, where We've those gone children... Over that. Yep, 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 yep. Helicopter died. Oh, yeah. Um, that's a thing. Uh, CDs were produced for the first time in Germany. Okay. The Lebanese Civil War happened. Yeah, that's right. So Damn. Lebanon fought a war with Israel that didn't go very well. Yeah. And then they had a civil war right after. Damn. Um, yeah. Sony launched the first consumer CD player in Oh, really? I'm sure it was fucking crazy expensive. Oh, I guarantee it was, yeah. Uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller was released. Love it. People that were born in 1982. Hit me. Seth Rogen. Kirsten oh, Dunst. Okay, yeah. Rebecca Hall. Elizabeth Moss. And... Yeah. Me! Yay! People so it was a pretty good year. Okay. Yeah, people that we lost in 82. Yeah. John Belushi. Oh. Randy Rhodes. Yeah. Satchel Paige. Oh. Henry Fonda. Ingrid Bergman. Grace Kelly. Wow. Yeah. Crazy, right? Yes. Quite. That's quite a list. Princess Grace of Monaco. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've heard a lot about that, the, but I have no memory of that. The movie star who was so beautiful, she became a real-life princess. Yay for Yay. her. She's in her window, though. That movie fucking rocks. Okay. Uh, but speaking of royalty, this movie is directed by Toby Hooper, 
who Ooh. also directed Texas Chainsaw That's Massacre. That's right. We have Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Side picture right here somewhere. And Invaders from Mars, the movie that made me afraid to sleep on my stomach for years. Really? As a child. Fuck yes. <laughs> I okay. slept on my back for like two years after watching that movie. One day we'll watch it and you'll be like, And I'll be uh, doing, I'll do the same thing, I'm sure. That's why. Uh, this movie is... Okay. Produced, and the story is by bigger royalty, Steven Spielberg. Bum, 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 bum. Steven Spielberg, who produced and worked on this film, basically back to back with E.T. Okay. <laughs> they both came out wow. the same year. They were both gigantic hits. He considered them two sides of the same. Oh, coin. that's scary. Okay. E.T.'s like a fun, like science fiction family film. Wow. Poltergeist is a scary, but still fun, family film. <laughs> okay. Uh, the screenplay was still done by Michael fun. Grace still and fun. Mark Victor, who would both return for Poltergeist 2. Uh, and they also wrote Death Hunt, which is a insane movie. Death Hunt? Where Charles Bronson kills a man in the 1800s and flees into Canada. Oh, and he's chased God. by the law. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Um... I'm just going to point out this movie. The The music was composed by Jerry Goldsmith, All who right. did so much composing. He's the guy who gave <laughs> so us much so composing. much composing. Uh, here's a couple of highlights. Okay. So, Lonely Are the Brave, Planet of the Apes, Chinatown, The Omen, wow. Alien, First Blood, Gremlins, Legend, Poltergeist 2, The Burbs, yep. Total Recall. Damn. There's just some hits for you. Damn. Yep. Like I said, he returns for Poltergeist 2 as well. Uh, And now the cast of this motherfucker. Here we go. Joe Beth Williams. Joe Beth Williams. Yep. She was in Kramer vs. Kramer and The Big Chill. Okay. Because everyone is in The Big Chill. (laughs) Yeah, actually, that is true. I think I'm in The Big Chill We might be. (laughs) We have to take a look. You were born that year, so you might be. Uh, Heather O'Rourke. Okay. This is her thing. Right, she's little Carol Ann. Oh, she's, she's the blonde hair girl. The yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Craig T. Nelson. Oh, good old-fashioned coach. Yep, and he's also in The Incredibles. He's the voice of the dead in The Incredibles. That's correct. And he's in one of my mom's favorite Christmas movies. What's that? The Family Stone. Oh, I didn't know he was in that. That's fun. He's the dad. Okay. Uh, Beatrice Strait. She was in Network. All right, we've seen that. Mm-hmm. Uh, ugh, um, Dominique Dunn. Dominique Dunn. Dominique Dunn. She was in Breaking Away. I'm not going to harsh the vibe. We're going to talk more about Dominique Dunn after we watch the movie. Okay. Uh, Oliver Robbins plays one of the, the other children. He came back for Poltergeist 2, and he's in Airplane 2. All right. Uh, then we get the second most important character in these movies. Zelda Rubenstein plays Tangina. Everyone knows her from the Poltergeist films. She's, okay. a, she's the only other person who's in all three. She's the little lady. She's the tiny lady. She's also in Teen Witch, yeah, which is how I know her. She's in Southland Tales. Okay. And the last person I want to point out is James Karen. All right. Who is James um, Karen? James Karen is a really fun actor who will go on to appear in Return of the Living Dead and Mulholland Drive. Oh, that's one of Josh's favorites. Just an absolute sweetheart of a human being who yeah. is no longer with us, sadly. Oh, okay. Poltergeist. Poltergeist. Um, so, Cindy. What? 
Let me show you a poster, and you, uh, you, you guess what Poltergeist is so about. So this is the part of the podcast where Josh shows me a poster, and I tell you what it's going to be about. It's Poltergeist. I know what Poltergeist is about. Well, I don't want to watch it. They're here. Yeah, it's the little Carol Ann in front of the TV. All right. I know that they built, they buy a house that was built on top of an Indian burial ground, and a poltergeist invades the home, and it takes one of the kids and makes them live in the walls, and then they have to try and get the kid out of the walls or something like that. It's weird. It's like you saw the great value version of this movie because you're, you're like one step off everything kind of <laughs> okay like you're you're definitely like you know what this movie's kind of about right but you're it's like you got all your information secondhand okay that's fair like someone was like i saw this movie and it was like crazy <laughs> like yeah. i'm, I'm telling it third time third hand yeah. yeah there is a movie where a child lives inside the walls and it's called bad ronald okay well that's for another time inside the walls so we probably have a special crazy edition, but where could uh, normal uh, folk watch this movie? We do not. Oh, okay. There's a plain, ordinary Blu-ray with, like, no special features except for a documentary about ghosts, which is Boom. dumb, and a not great transfer. Oh. Like, I don't know. I kept thinking they were holding out to release some, like, special edition, but... Screen Factory did special editions of Poltergeist 2 and 3, but they couldn't get the rights to 1. Weird. The studio is weird about this movie. Um, okay. These are available, all three of them. Spoiler alert for the rest of the month. <laughs> um, they're all three on HBO right now. If you have the oh, HBO okay. Max app. Is it Max? Go, yeah. whatever the fuck. I HBO mean, Jesus Max. Christ, there were like three HBO things at one point. HBO I'm Max. Sure. They're there in HD. Okay. So you could do that. Um, we, I have the first Poltergeist Blu-ray, but we still might do it on HBO Max because I think the transfer might even be a little bit better. Well, how exciting. But, yeah. I'm excited. This is one of the films I had in my head of like the 10 to 12 movies. I was like, I'm excited to finally get to these. Like now I'm that we're to, in year four. I'm trying to space these out. I didn't want to like come out swinging and be like, here's, so here's like the 10... So by year sixteen, we'll be looking at your we'll be looking at your top number ten. We'll watch the thing by then. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, join us, won't you? By the doors.
So Poltergeist was not as scary as I thought it was going to be. It was still very frightening, but it was not the terror by the minute I thought it was going to be. And I had made it in my head. So there. However, Poltergeist <laughs> still fucking rules. It was a good movie. God, I love this movie. I love all three of them so, so much. Um, big, okay. big, big, big part of my childhood. I saw these way too young. Well, um, yeah. Came out in 82. <laughs> Okay. I think I saw one. I think I saw this when I was like nine, maybe. My, oh. my mom was like, "You like scary shit? What's Poltergeist with me?" And I did, and it scared the fuck out of me, but I loved it. Okay, that kind of is a good summation of your childhood, just in general. Oh, that was terrifying. I love it. <laughs> Scare shit out of me, but I like, like it. it. Yeah, that's Josh's life. So. Real talk. Real um, talk? The movie that I was most scared of when I was little was, was The Never Ending Story. Yeah. Um, but I, even though I knew it scared the shit out of me, mm-hmm. I would still watch it all the time. <laughs> I would I just, like the feeling of being alive. I would say to my mom, because I remember I was like little. This yeah. was like when we still lived in Pennsylvania. So I was like kindergarten, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying to my mom, Mom, will you put... Never any story in and hand me a pillow. <laughs> and like I would watch it and scream all the time. And then I would have a pillow. And when I knew the shit that was coming scared me, I tried to see how long I could go before I had to bury my face in the pillow. Oh, you, you steeled yourself like, for it. How far can I, how, how close can I get to the thing that's going to scare me before I have to like look away? It was like a game of chicken oh, with myself. You're such an adorable weirdo. <laughs> I love it. And then love that, it. that translated like into your life. Yeah. So just, just a quick run up <laughs> to this movie. Um, my childhood started, my movie childhood started essentially with my love of Godzilla. Okay. So there was this super old in her eighties year, like year old woman who lived across the street from us when I was little in Pennsylvania and she would watch Godzilla movies with me. So I would get out of preschool and I would go across the street and watch Godzilla movies. This is who your brothers call your weird old friend? Yeah. And Josh then, had this weird old friend. Like, it was her and her husband, and they, they had grandkids, but their grandkid didn't want anything to do with them because they were old and they couldn't really go outside or do anything. <clears throat> but I was like, I'll sit and watch Godzilla movies with you all day. <laughs> and then she showed me Jaws. Right. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> I think I really like movies. Okay. And then like Grizzly and all kinds of crazy movies like that. And then... And then that's how you... My mom basically was like, oh, so you like kind of scary stuff. Like age appropriate scary right. stuff. Well, Jaws, I probably shouldn't have been watching Jaws at like five and loving it as much as I did. Yeah, probably not. But um, I remember my mom read me Monster Squad and that... Changed your world. Totally sent me careening down the, I think I'm a monster kid. <laughs> and then. Which would explain, yeah, with Godzilla and all that as yeah. well. And then my mom was like, hey, um, there's some scary movies I like. Why don't we watch them? And they were the things that we've talked about, like aliens. Right. Um, <laughs> really scary shit. <laughs> Pumpkinhead. Yeah. The Poltergeist films. Yeah. So all this kind of like added to the sauce that was my childhood. Correct. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, it, it all checks out. That uh, I can confirm most of this. It's that's that's you, buddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. So 
Before we uh, dive further into Poltergeist, do okay. you want to give us a summation of the film? Um, a very 80s architect? No, no, he's a salesman. Anyway. Uh, a, he's a real, <clears throat> like a house salesman. A very wealthy 80s real estate agent or broker <laughs> discovers that the cul-de-sac he is selling slash living on is built on top of an old cemetery and a poltergeist has been let loose in his house and has taken their youngest child. The end. Uh, IMDb before... I get what you meant when you said that I had like this the Cliff Notes version of what I had already previously known of this movie. Yeah, this movie has been aped so much in pop culture that people who have never seen it kind of know what this movie's about. Yeah. Um, Like myself. IMDb has, are you ready? This is the perfect summation of this movie. It's perfect. A family's home is haunted by a host of demonic ghosts. (laughs) And. Fiend. Um, That is fact. I, okay. I, I want to bring something up real fast because it makes me incredibly happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you mentioned it and it, it jogged it loose. <laughs> so you had mentioned, I don't know if it was in the front half or maybe just off mic, mm-hmm. that you just assumed it was going to be like a Native American graveyard. Yes. Because yeah. that was like a trope That's of the, the 80s, yeah. right? Like it's like, oh, Native American Bill graveyard. Indian graveyard. Yes, yes. They even go so far as to James Karen's character... He's like, they're just, he's like, they're not, it's not Native American burial grounds. It's he does say that, yes. Regular people. So was that like a trip of the 70s then? That I think they were like, especially after Pet Cemetery, the book came out. And okay. it was this huge thing where like, oh, Native American cemeteries. <laughs> the movie was like, why don't we, we know that people are going to be expecting this to be some sort of like Native thing. So let's just give it Make, a nod. We'll point out, no, it be is like, not. No, this is just regular old people being crazy it and uh i think it makes it scarier like this movie is scarier because it's so middle america yes even though it's shot in california outside of like la and the Mm -hmm. suburbs but it's so like you know nuclear family right suburbs dad works mom stays home right three kids it's like the textbook, like, classical family. At the time, yes. And it, it's this funny thing where ghost shit happens, and it's scarier because you identify with the family. Like, I don't identify with anyone in Ghost Story. Right. Because they're all old as fuck, <laughs> or they're Craig Watson. Yeah, okay, fair. Um, and, and, yeah, so we did talk a little bit about that last week. The You've got the thing of the old-timey ghost story, right? Like... Usually those are someone's telling you a story or like, like ghost story, this right? This crazy thing that happened and they someone wronged someone and then they came back to haunt them as a ghost. The Freelings didn't do shit. They just moved <laughs> into a house and shit went sideways. And they they had been living there a while. Yeah, like to the point where it's mentioned that Carol Ann was born in born, that house. Yeah. So spoiler alert for something important in Poltergeist. Too. So are we supposed to believe that it was? Put it, putting in the pool, like disrupting it, is what. That's the only thing I can think of. No, because you start to get flashes of something happening before 
Because the very, very beginning of the movie where the TV people appear, mm-hmm. that's before they dig up the pool at all. Oh, so yeah. I think I, it's okay. just the mingling of having so many living people in a place for dead people. Because the dead people, spoiler alert, are still there. In <laughs> one sure of my favorite are. lines in the movie, you moved yeah. the headstones. You didn't really left the bodies, but you moved the headstones. Yes. So true to 80s corporate greed, this company moves the headstones of the cemetery but leaves all the bodies there right because that would be probably too expensive to relocate the bodies there was a um <clears throat> that happened in my hometown they had to move a cemetery and like it happened in like the 60s but they were, they had like a film strip of it and they had to document and you know, it was Did weird someone you know get pulled into a television no that would have been cool though would have been a much more uh Something more to write home about than just, oh, yeah, it happened in my hometown. I think it was just, like, to widen a road <laughs> because the place that used to be the cemetery, at least growing up, it was nothing. It was just, like, nothing was ever built there. So I guess it was just to, you know, or maybe for pipes or something. Nothing fun. No. Okay, end of story. <laughs> <laughs> this movie does have, like, a lot of controversy surrounding it in a couple different ways. Okay. Like, I think we talked a little bit about this way back in the, maybe the first episode we ever did. Oh. So this movie's directed by Toby Hooper, and it's produced oh, by Steven yeah, Spielberg. Yeah, yeah. We and did for talk a long this. time, there was a lot of controversy about, did Toby actually direct the movie? Did he direct all of the movie? Or did... Did Spielberg direct part of it? And then... Right. Spielberg has said that he did not direct the movie, and I believe him. What did the actors um, say? All of the actors, I think except for one, if I remember correctly. I think the lady, Selda Rubenstein, was like, Steven Spielberg was giving me direction. I think everyone else was like, it was all Toby. Okay. Well. So I don't know if she was like, maybe just pick up shots. Or, yeah. Or, or maybe she he was, just tried to help her. She was like... Um, mistaken maybe right. i'm not sure but i do believe toby directed this movie and i think it's very interesting that spielberg directed this basically he well i'm sorry spielberg didn't direct this i feel like yeah i know he you produced just... and wrote this okay right basically back to back while he was directing et and et was shot like 10 minutes from where they shot this wow so he, he yeah well you said in the front half this was two sides of the same coin um, small town America. And you definitely have the Spielberg influence in this movie because a big Spielberg trope is an absent father. Okay. And it's definitely a parent ET where you don't even see the dad, right? Yep. They have the conversation where, like, he's in Mexico. Yeah, it's just assumed the, that, like, you know, yeah. the little, um, she's like, where, what, where's Mexico? Like, yeah. why is he not here? In this movie, it's to a lesser degree because the family's like a good family. Yeah. Like they all care for each other. They feel very real. And that's, I think, that goes towards making this movie scarier. Okay. Because it's very you normal. You really identify with them and you want, like, I, I don't want anything bad to happen to them because I like everyone in this movie. Yes. Even the snotty teenager. You're like, oh, yeah, she's still kind of cute and sweet and doesn't deserve this. But... The Spielberg influence comes out of, you get the false ending, right? Where Diane goes into the closet, the giant face, which was my favorite part of the movie as a kid, that 
face is fucking awesome. Yeah, no. Um, it appears. Mm-hmm. He lets go of the rope. They fall through the ceiling. All that. They yeah. dump him in the water. They bring him back. Zelda Rubenstein's like, this house is clear. You're like, Man. fuck, this movie's over. This movie was awesome. It's and then, not. after everything that's happened, the dad is like, I have to go to work and quit. Yeah. So you guys just stay here. So he's absent for the ending of the movie. Mm-hmm. Right now, he does show up at the very, very end to like drive them away. Right. But it's really the mom who, who take, has to who, handle all yes. of the shit at the end. Well, from start to finish, like she's yeah. the one who's there at the kitchen and kind of bringing things to attention. Like, oh, there's something going on here. Yeah. But like up until that point, she's been the more spearheaded of the two parents. Right. But he is totally absent. Yeah. Like when the giant mouth butthole thing opens I just up assumed. in the closet and it's trying to eat the kids again. I just assumed they did that or, you know, because people would ask like, well, why wouldn't the dad fill in the blank? You know, primal instinct sort of thing. Like it's just kind of getting rid of like the stronger character. But yeah, I didn't I, know that, I could see that Steven Spielberg had a trope of like that was a thing. So, if I'm not mistaken, I don't want to speak out of turn. I'm trying to remember the exact facts. But basically, Spielberg's parents got divorced. And they decided it would be better to just pretend like the dad had done something wrong. Mm-hmm. than like, letting on that the mom had, like, mental health issues. Yeah. And she was, like, seeing someone else. So the dad kind of stepped away. And then... By not telling the family what had happened, Spielberg was like, well, my dad's a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, And for a very long time. There's a lot of absentee fathers. Look at Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, right? Mm -hmm. The whole, like, they're a strange relationship because they don't talk. And then finally, once he reconnected with his father later in life, he was like, oh, my mom's not a saint. She's just a normal right. person. And my dad is not a monster. He's yeah, just a normal, normal person. person. And I think I put too much on my dad. That wasn't my dad's right. fault. Like, yeah. he could have been more honest with me. He could have been more open. But And I think that plays out in this movie. That plays out in a lot of Spielberg movies. Hmm. Like, the I'll dad, that. in the moment that they need him the most, he's not there. Right. He's off doing something else. Hmm. Art imitates life. So I assume, well, all right, let's talk about, is there, you have a ton of trivia and things that we need to there is trivia. go over with um, this? There is trivia for this. Okay. I'm just going to go ahead and get the thing out of the way now that people are going to expect us to talk about. Yeah, Carol Ann. No. No? Um, oh, I know what you're talking about, the bodies. Of the film, of this film's cast members were murdered. Bum, bum, bum. Which two? So the oldest daughter, yeah. uh, Dana, Dominic Dunn, was strangled by her former boyfriend in the driveway of her West Hollywood home on October 30th, 1982. How old was she? Um, oh, golly. Like a like 19, young woman. 18, 19? Yeah. So this movie, this movie came out in June, mm-hmm. and she got murdered in October. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Okay, So never mind. basically the person you see in the movie is the person... That we lost. Yeah. Cool. cool. Her brother is the guy who gets killed by the werewolf in American Werewolf in London. Okay. Yeah. So they were brother and sister. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Or maybe I did and I've already forgotten I that. We, I think I mentioned it on the American Werewolf in London 
Probably. because no, we never did American Werewolf in London. I think we watched it separately, like, before we ever did a podcast and I mentioned it. Oh, yeah, maybe. Um, and the other one was The Neighbor. Okay. Remember the... Um, the guy who lives next door with the remote. <laughs> yes. He was killed uh, by a 26-year-old man who murdered him with an axe. Oh, my God. In Austin, Texas on April 1st, 2009. He was 67 years old at the time. Whoa. Uh, in his driveway, I believe. Oh, my well. God. So there you go. Well, This okay. has led to, and it's going to come up in the next two films. Okay. The Poltergeist Curse, uh, which is an urban legend based around the fact that there have been Several unfortunate deaths of actors who appear in the franchise. Uh, essentially, someone central to the plot of each film dies after they make one of these movies. Oh, so but we, not Craig T. Not Craig T. Nelson. No, not Craig T. Nelson. But we've his pact with Satan stands. So, two people from this movie end up getting murdered. One right after the movie comes out. Yeah. Uh, two people die after Poltergeist Two comes out. Uh, and then one very important person dies after Poltergeist. Actually, before Poltergeist 3 even gets released or finished. Yeah. So there wow. we go. That's the one I... Okay. Um, and the reason people think that the curse got started was the ending of the movie with the skeletons. Those mm-hmm. are real skeletons. Oh. Yeah. They're, they're, I would kind of just assume they were. Like, I know that sounds awful, but... Like, knowing what I know of, like, medical history and what, like, yes, most like, most skeletons were a real person who donated their body to yeah, science it, or whose body was never picked up, you know, and are just like a Jane Doe. It was cheaper to just buy from a supply company that yeah. did, like, medical supply than or, it was or, to like, for classrooms. Them, yeah. Right? Like, I, the yes. concept of building skeletons was going to be very expensive. Well, think about it. Like, building a skeleton or, oh... I can buy the kind that they use in public school classrooms for, you know, like $100. Like, yeah, you're going to do that. But that means that it's a person. Yep. Um, So we had the deaths after this movie. Okay. Joe Beth Williams, who plays the mom. Oh, uh, yeah? She said that whenever she came home from filming, the pictures on the walls of her house were all crooked every single day. And she would fix them and come back and they'd be crooked again. Oh, no. Uh, Zelda Rubenstein said that she had a dream of her dog coming to her and saying goodbye. And then she woke up a couple hours later and her mother called her and told her that her dog had died. Okay. A lot of weird things happening. Yeah. Now, the original story of the movie, mm-hmm. and which would not have been PG. Is. So, originally, um, the plot was that Carol Ann was going to be killed in the first act and then haunt the house in the second. Okay. And they eventually decided this was too fucking dark. Oh. <laughs> we can't kill a small child. Yeah. Uh, and opted to have her kidnapped by ghosts instead. All right. Uh, so they pulled a lot of the dark elements that out of the film to get a PG rating because they were like, we kind of want this to be as seen by as wide as people as possible. Right. It has to pay for itself. Yeah. So, and the thing that's crazy is, Poltergeist is this movie that has this reputation for people that have never seen it. Like, it's a horror classic and it's so scary. Like me, earlier. One death occurs in this movie. And it's a fucking bird. Oh, yeah, that poor bird. That's it. Literally the canary in the... There, Yeah, there are no deaths in this movie. Huh. Yeah, there really aren't. It sure was scary, though. 
I think there are some effects in this movie that don't quite hold up. Right. Well, but fuck, yeah. I love this movie. It was a decent movie. And we talked about how this movie, or how ghost stories in the tradition of like the others and Crimson Peak. Mm-hmm. This is kind of, I won't say it started, but it's the huge, like, the basement that gets built on for movies like The Conjuring series. Oh, Come yeah. out of, like, this style of ghost movie. Yeah, I can see that. Right, where it's it's more like a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Where, yeah. Where ghost stories, like... Right when you think that it's over. Yeah. Ghost stories, like, a quaint painting. Right. And Poltergeist is, like, a fucking roller coaster. <laughs> right. And I'm in it for the roller coaster, baby. That's how he always is. That's how he leads his life. So I assume next week we're doing Poltergeist 2. Two. Yeah. The other side. Okay. Cole in the other side. So uh, we watch this with your mom. Would you watch this with your kids? Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, it, it is PG. Like, like you said, it's more creepy than anything else. And with special effects being what they are today. Do you think your youngest could watch it? Nope. <laughs> no, I don't. My, no, he's not ready. <laughs> things like that really scare him so no not yet yeah he's afraid of the ghost in scooby-doo yes stop yes it's true i'm not making that up that shit's real <laughs> he watched an episode of scooby-doo and it scared him right i just <laughs> thought you were like give me the go ahead to like watch poltergeist with him. nope no that 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 would be incorrect you don't have to go ahead to watch poltergeist with him sorry okay <laughs> so next week poltergeist 2 the other side. The other side. Until then. I'm Josh. And I'm Cindy. And I'm still his girlfriend. I'm so fucking excited about this month. <laughs>